Welcome to the Joe Ciccarelli Show, where I coach and inspire you to live your very best life, one step at a time. Hey guys, welcome to episode number nine. Episode number nine of the Joe Ciccarelli Show. Tips for getting mentally and physically fit. Big episode coming your way today. Nice little rant. I kind of wanted to talk about this for a little while. I coach a lot of people and I always help them determine the best way for them to get in the best mental, emotional place that they want to be in and in many cases, the best physical shape that they want to be in. And I get to help lead them down all these different corridors and help them find what works best for them. But today I get to tell you what works best for me and hope that some of that resonates and hope I, hopefully I can motivate you to pick on pick up some of the stuff that I do and some of the things that I've found to be helpful in both the mental fitness and physical fitness space. I'm going to break this. So I always, before I go into any of these podcasts, I always tell you how I'm going to break it down. It's like... Uh, you can kind of see my OCD coming out because I'm like, I'm going to break each section into three parts and then break each part down into 15 other parts. It's like uh, on Microsoft Word where you're like constantly indenting. I'm like, a, I'm, I'm a massive indenter. I indent a lot. So you guys just just know that about me. I'm a big time indenter. And so how am I going to indent this? <laughs> how am I going to indent this fucking podcast? Uh, two parts. So the first, uh, the first heading the is tips for getting mentally and physical physically fit the subheadings are mental fitness and physical fitness within each subheading i want to discuss how i kind of define each one uh because i think that's important right what i define as being physically fit or mentally fit is probably very different than you and my wife natalie and so on and so forth and um why i care about it so why it's important why i think it's important and why you should give a shit Uh, and if you don't why i think you're an idiot or a moron or maybe just misinformed. That's probably a better word. And uh, some action, of course, right? That's why we're here. It's all about action. Act. And uh, action will be kind of, <laughs> I will indent action <laughs> into two subparts about uh, some things that I do. And then, of course, maybe some things you can do, which I guess could be one and the same. So essentially, the, the end game here is to kind of motivate you a little bit, and then give you a menu of items to choose from. And if you like anything, if you if you like anything you hear, you can certainly implement it in your life. If you want more information, uh, reach out to me. I can give that to you. But I'm going to hop in. I'm going to start with mental fitness, uh, and I'm going to start by just kind of like putting on a microphone here and being like a big part of what I'm going to be getting into here. Uh, if you've noticed, I've been all over the place in this podcast. So I'm going to continue to be all over the place to I really find what sticks. And I think a lot of this stuff sticks, but eventually the niche will really kind of carve itself out. And what's carving itself out more and more for me, certainly in my coaching, which will really transcend into my podcasting, is this idea of mental fitness. I just took a long course where I did a deep dive into the saboteur land, which you guys have heard all about the saboteurs, and uh, you'll hear a lot more about that. And um, coming out the other side, I'm now going to actually take the second part of this course that I took. Uh, it's focuses on what's called positive intelligence. You can look it up. If any of you took the saboteur assessment that I sent out a while ago, that was from this group. And it's really this guy, um, guy's name Shazard Shamin. And he was a coach, 
um, went to a bunch of different, you know, went to, got his MBA at Harvard or uh, Yale or some Ivy League school, went to Stanford. I think he got an MBA there. He went somewhere. He's been all over the place. I mean, the guy's brilliant. Tech startup, made a bunch of money, got into coaching, ran uh, the school that I got, um, that I took all my coaching courses at and I'm getting my certification in. He ran that for a while, was the, I think the CEO, and then he got out and did his own thing and did a bunch of um, research into like the brain science behind change. What he found was that, which I think is why mental fitness is so important is what he found and which um, is that coaching is great and it is great, but it doesn't sustain results over a long period of time because people just, they revert back. And the best way to make this make sense to you is go read a book, read a self-development book and you're going to read it and you're going to get a lot of insight. You're going to get like, aha, wow. Okay. Never thought of that. But most people, and everyone's different. Most people don't have the gumption, the self-discipline to kind of stick out those changes, right? You read seven habits of highly effective people and all of a sudden you have your four quadrants and you're jumping all over the place and you're loving life. And then three months later, you're back to where you started with maybe minimal gains. Um, and so unless you're perpetually just pumping self-development, which I feel like I've certainly done. And part of the reason why I've been successful is I perpetually pump myself with self-development, but unless you're perpetually doing that, or you're always seeing a coach, it's really hard to make significant, significant change in your life, or it takes much long. It's much harder than it should be. And mental fitness is around, um, short circuiting that in finding ways to grow the important muscles in your brain, no different than growing the important muscles in your body to make change. And uh, I guess that's kind of how I define mental fitness. It's building mental muscle. And there's a massive amount of brain science behind this. I'm going to try and not go into too much detail today. This is my second recording of this podcast. In the first recording, I said, I'm, I'm going to try not to go into too much detail. And the next thing I know, I was at 25 minutes and I was still talking about uh, neuroplasticity. Not only was I still talking about it, I don't think I was making any sense. So take two here and let's try and be a little bit more um, succinct in what I'm trying to say. Neuroplasticity is the science of how the brain can change and adapt. Our brain is a bunch of clusters of neurons and these neurons can reshape themselves. Uh, they're plastic. They can change. They can reshape themselves. I initially struggled with addiction. I'd like to do a podcast on that at some point, and I certainly will, um, trying to find the best the best way to do that. But I struggled with addiction for a long time. I uh, still do. And uh, I got into brain science because I wanted to figure out how to rewire my brain. And that's a big part of um, addiction is how you can how your brain can get addicted to something and then not be addicted to it uh, or not be as controlled by that particular substance, whatever it might be. And, um, this is a kind of neuroplasticity is kind of new, uh, but it's becoming more and more well, well known. And it's just the idea as it relates to mental fitness in our world. It's just the idea that, um, we've talked a lot about saboteurs, right? And when an event, any event occurs and an event could be, I want to start a business. The first thing that or what often pops into people's head about that is all the reasons not to do it. I want to start a business and an immediate, the saboteur comes up and says, you don't have any money. Stick to your day job. People are going to make fun of you. You're not educated. You don't have anything to give and all these other reasons, right? And so that, that's the space that we stay in. And that's actually a neuron in our brain that says, as soon as we come up with the idea of we want to start a new business, the neuron takes us to these thoughts. Well, we have the, the, premise behind mental fitness and neuroplasticity is to one be aware that this saboteur is there and trying to take us to the or that these neurons are taking us to these saboteur thoughts and then have the have the the wherewithal to be able to change that and instead of going there go to a different place and a different place might be a place that says yeah start a business what what do you have to lose you have a lot to give just start figure it out you're going to be successful 
Even if you're not successful, you're going to learn a bunch and you're going to meet a bunch of great people and all this sort of stuff. And we've all seen that in our lives. Like we know when we're feeling good and we're feeling confident and we feel like we can conquer the world and we feel like we're invincible and we know when we don't. And we go to these two different places. And the idea of mental fitness is to spend more time on the place... I was going to say on the place on the left because I'm using my left and my right hand now to explain this, but you can't see that. So um, the place that's better for you, the place that's more positive and the place that where all that confidence and all the, the, the love and all that sort of stuff resides. And we have the capability, and I just explained to this in, in starting a business, but I'll let your imagination run wild with all the different ways where your mind automatically goes to a bad place and it could go to a good place. It just needs to be trained to go to a good place. And so mental fitness is the act of training a brain to do that. When you have uh, seven habits of highly effective people and you learn about the quadrants and you not only gain the insight like, wow, this is a great new thing, but you have the, you have the fitness, the muscle to constantly use those, use those, use those. And then within six months, it's become part of who you are. And then you really change as opposed to using them for a month and then going back to your old thing and then six months and then six months later starting to use them again or however we normally operate. Why I care about this, um, this is indent number two now, sub, subheading number two, right? So that, that, that defines mental fitness. Why to me it's so important is because I, there's two components. One is, um, I mean, it starts out with, I, I, of course, I want a more positive outlook and I want to control the negative thoughts. What that really means to me is I just want to limit the ups and downs in my life. A really good example of this is, what the fuck is wrong with me and you when it's a Friday afternoon and we're like the happiest person in the whole world, everything's great, and then it's a Sunday and we're like, oh my God, I have to work Monday. And um, I've gotten a lot better at that about just kind of even in going even kill. It's like the week before a vacation, you're the happiest person in the whole world. You go on vacation, you're loving life. And then halfway through your vacation, all you start thinking about is how miserable you are because you have to leave and you ruin the second half of your vacation. Those are the type of things that take us that, I mean, and that's all saboteur stuff. Any, any of that negative stuff is all sabot- where in our brain has gone to the saboteur place, right? We can control that. And I can control that. And I'm really interested in controlling that because I think if I can control all those negative things, my, I don't think my life would be much better. And that's possible. And it's doable with neuroplasticity. And it's really very possible for you to do as well. So that's really why I care about it. One is I want to limit those negative thoughts and really have more control over the, create more of an equilibrium in my life. I find that even the ups are tough too. When I get super excited about something and then I, what happens is I create importance of that something or I create expectations that this is going to be great. And we all do this, right? We have expectations and that's the reason why shit sucks is because we think it's something different than it is. Things are what they are. And we create these in, um, these ups, these highs of, oh my God, I'm so excited. And then you go there and it wasn't quite what you wanted it to be. So then you're immediately disappointed and you ruin it. Again, just controlling these almost micro emotions, um, which lead to macro, larger emotions that really impact us. The other piece of why I care about it is not only to control um, the equilibrium, but um, I've gotten really into the idea of uh, intention. This isn't new for me. I've been in this for years. I read The Secret four or five years ago, The Law of Attraction, all that sort of stuff. Uh, what I think the secret's missing in The Law of Attraction, true, is it's, it's only half the story. In the other half, and so if for you guys that aren't familiar, it's basically the the law of attraction is basically if you put if you have if you operate at the right vibration and you put the right stuff out there, you think about the right stuff, you focus on the right things, that you'll bring more of that abundance into your life, which is a hundred million percent true. But the problem is you can't sit in a couch and do it. And the other piece of that is uh, what what's called 
uh, something that I've got into is called reality transurfing. And reality transurfing in- includes that. And that, that reality transurfing calls that outer intention, uh, trying to create things in the outer world and bring them into your in- into your world. But there's also a thing called internal uh, internal intention. And uh, internal is actually taking action towards things. So there's like you got to have your you got to have your mindset right you got to be focused on the right things and then you also have to act towards those things and oftentimes people just act um they just work really hard i just have to work really hard and work really hard and work really hard but they don't have the right mindset uh and if you can have the right mindset in put the right amount of work in you could create some incredible things in your life i mean check out reality transserving it's some powerful stuff i'm going to bring someone on here do an interview with them to talk to more about but essentially it's um I want to be able to use my mind to bring things into my life that I want and create the life that I want. And I've been doing that. I mean, that's part of the reason why I'm here talking to you guys right now. But uh, so there's, there's really two components to that. There's the, there's the, um, the limiting the ups and downs, the equilibrium, and then bringing more of the abundance into my life. And that's why this mental fitness, the idea of really having control over what goes on in my brain because I can and because you can, it really, really fires me up. <clears throat> so how do I do that? Uh, I look at it... Um, you got to have a mindfulness routine. You got to have some sort of routine that you stick to. I mean, it's 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 that important. Uh, I, I remember uh, as I've gotten into reading some of these brain books, and before this, I and I'll talk about physical fitness in a in a moment. But just a quick a quick side note here, a quick sidebar. Um, I when I was living in Dubai, read this book, uh, Never Be Sick Again, because I got sick one time in Dubai, and I'm like, why the hell do I get sick? I have no idea. So I read this book, Never Be Sick Again, and it changed my life. I bought like a copy for my parents. They loved it, a bunch of other people. And, it, then, I, and then I read a book on paleo living and uh, a book on the gut. And then I read another book. On, and so I've learned significant amounts um, about diet and body and health and exercise. And it's like, what the fuck took me 30 years to do that? Like, this is my body, right? We have one body to live in. And if you don't know how it operates and you have no clue and you just do whatever... I just think you're an idiot, um, quite frankly, and I certainly was for all those years. And so now I'm starting, as a, the more I read about the brain, the more I'm realizing like at 32, I'm an even bigger moron that it's taken me this long to realize like we should be learning about this stuff. This is like the most important stuff. Like people are sitting there reading books on like how to run a business or how to this and they don't even understand how their brain works. They don't even understand how their body works. Those are the two most important things. And once you get those things done, everything else is easy. Um, And so anyway, uh, some sort of mindfulness routine is, is key. That was a great sidebar, by the way, but I'm not really sure how it fit into me giving you action on mental fitness, but uh, I'll go back to, I'm going to stay in the, in the action space here. Uh, and so for me, there's, there's, there's three components to this. One is awareness. And I've been kind of preaching awareness to you guys for a while now. A couple of the action out of these things is when a saboteur comes up, just be aware of it. And I said that there's more to this. And I'm starting to get into that now, but just for right now, focus on the awareness. That's all you need to worry about, the awareness. Well, that that was then. Now, the next piece is the shift, right? So we talked about a minute ago or a couple of minutes ago, I said there's you have your brain, right? And your brain can go, when an event happens, your brain can go to the saboteur space or it can go to the positive space. Um, and the shift is the idea of when you're in the saboteur space, you need to get out of that and then get into the positive space. So the shifting is where mental muscle lives. And the last component of this is getting back to that better place. And so uh, the 
focus of action here is to really, obviously you want to build awareness. Obviously you want to identify what a better place is. That's important, right? And whether that's a big, that's a big part of reality transferring is having goals, having visualizations. So you know where, where your mind wants to be focused in, but the shift is really where the mental muscle is. And you could build that through a couple ways. One is meditation. Meditation is focused on getting everything I'm going to talk about is just getting out of your mind. That's the key, right? You need to get out of your mind, get out of your head. That's where all this shit's going on. So if you have the ability to get out of your head, that's where you can really make positive change. Uh, And that's where you can really get into your body and then go back into your head in a much better place. And so it's like, imagine being in your head, pulling yourself into your body, um, and then going back into your head in, in a better place. Oftentimes when we're in our head, the idea of going from a bad place to a good place makes a lot of sense, but it's impossible to do. When you're having a bad day and you're just like, all right, I know I shouldn't be worried about this, but I'm still worried about this. What the hell? That's you trying to go from your head to your head without without shifting, without the actual shift. And the reason why the shift's so important is because you need, and I talk, this we hear about getting into your body is so important. Because when you get in your body, you can't focus on what's in your head. Um, if you're focused properly on your breath, that's all your focus is. You are in the moment. Um, if you are focused on, you're walking down the street and you're focused on your feet on the ground and you're just focused on everywhere your feet is touching, right? Every little muscle in your foot and each foot as it moves or every little muscle in your leg, you can't focus on your brain. Rub two fingers together and focus on how, focus on those fingers and how they feel and how they touch. Focus on, stare at something and not just stare at it, look at it, look at the different colors, look at the shades, look at the different, um, components of whatever it is you're looking at. Uh, you have the capability to uh, hearing, hear the furthest sound away, hear the closest sound, um, smell, all these using your five senses, right? When you're properly focused, and I mean really focused on those individual sentence, uh, senses, you're cut, you come out of your mind and you go into your body. And then that's where you have the ability to kind of calm yourself, center yourself, and then make a choice about how you want to go back in. So hopefully that made sense. That was kind of confusing, but I think that made sense. I don't think I'll need to take three. I'm going to roll with it. And I'm going to talk more about this. So if it didn't, just understand the key is getting in your body. Uh, Meditation is a great way of doing this, but I talked about this positive intelligence thing. And positive intelligence um, talks a lot about mental fitness is the main goal there. And this guy, Shazard, talks about this. He says, look, uh, meditation is great and it definitely has its place, but meditation is very much so let me disappear in a room for 20 minutes and just focus on my breath. It's not always reasonable or operational in real life. And that's where the value of uh, what he does is he calls these things PQ wraps. I'm not going to go into explaining them, but PQ wraps are basically the same thing as getting like a, a bicep curl, right? It's like a bicep wrap. And PQ wraps are basically spending 10 seconds focused on one of your senses. And he takes you through all these visualizations. Uh, I just took a six-week course. I'm going to be offering it to a, a bunch of you guys as part of packages when I roll out here uh, in the coming month or so. But the PQ reps are just, so you could do them and you could do it in 10 seconds. You can get one rep. And his meditations on his, or the visuals, the ones he does on his apps are two minutes, five minutes, 12 minutes. I'm going to send you guys out in my weekly tip this week. If you're not subscribed to my weekly tip, subscribe because I'm going to send some good stuff out this, this, this Friday. Uh, I'm going to send you guys links to where you can look at, he has a five minute one and a 15 minute one. I do the 15 minute one every single morning when I start my day. Uh, and it's just, a great way to just, again, get out of your mind and get into your body. And it's, it's 
what I like about it is for someone who's a very pragmatic, direct guy, I like shit straight up, meditation, and I, I love it. I did it. I just came off a 58-day straight meditation uh, where I went for 25 minutes a day on... Um, it just, again, it was about getting out of your mind. It's about empathy and party. And I had one day where I cried. It was actually really cool. But uh, to me, this is like super operational. What this guy's done, this guy Shazardi's done, is super operational. It's super easy to do. I do them throughout the day, get an argument with Natalie, my wife, and I just take some time, get these, get my mind right. Um, so. Uh, the action here is to find some sort of mindfulness routine. I'm going to send you some ideas Friday. I've given you some ideas here. I get up in the morning. I Sometimes I work out first. Other times I get right into uh, this 15-minute routine to start my day. And then throughout the day, I continue to do it. And I shoot for, in his, in his book called Positive Intelligence, he recommends if you get 100 PQ reps a day, so that's 100 10-second intervals of focus bre- focused attention on something in your body that that muscle will build over time. And I, I've been doing it now for about seven, eight weeks. I would say about 95% of the days I've gotten a hundred reps and I, I, I notice significant changes in my life. Of course, I got a long way to go, but so far so good. So that's the action on that one. That's the mental fitness. Um, find your mindfulness routine, figure something out. And it might just be meditation. If you want to get into meditation and that's and that's really what you want to get into, then um, do it. Start there. I've done it, and I, th- I think it's a great way to do it. But I'll send you some other stuff as well, and there'll be a lot more to come on this mental fitness stuff. It's the, it's If you're serious about changing, this is the operational approach, whether you subscribe to The Seven Habits or you subscribe to the uh, any other book or any other thing, the, the key to this is the follow-through and the self-discipline to be able to do it. So let's make it happen. Um, Physical fitness. Okay, so uh, subheading number two, physical fitness. Definition. Uh, I break it down into two things. This is a little bit more straightforward, so I'm just... um you know, I've posted some pictures on uh, Instagram lately of myself and Natalie. We were at a pool. I had my shirt off and like, I'm getting some really great love. I, I didn't realize I was so fat. <laughs> I've gotten all this, you lost all this weight. And I did. Uh, we both did. So I'm going to talk a little bit today about things that, and all my reading I've done. And I uh, speaking to Natalie, it sounds like it's her time to, whenever I do a podcast, it's time, she likes to smash dishes outside in the kitchen. So if you hear that, we can thank her later. Um, definition, healthy eating. Uh, for me, it's just calories in versus calories out. I heard this uh, in another podcast a while back and try and mix it and do all this other shit. But at the, at the, at the end of the day, if you want to be in good shape, you just like, if you want to, it depends. Like if you want to gain weight, you have to take, you have to have an in, uh, increase of calories. If you want to lose weight, you have to take in less calories than you take out. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a balancing act really, right? And if you want to maintain the same weight, you have to eat the same amount of calories that you burn every single day. And you have to find whatever that balance is. Um, for me, the definition is in general, and this is going to sound kind of crude, but it's the truth. We're, we're not supposed to be fat. We're supposed to be a certain weight. My dad just lost a shit ton of weight himself. And, uh, he and I have a lot of conversations about it. And, um, he's like, yeah, it just keeps coming off. And I was telling him the same thing. I'm like, dad, I'm down to like, I had 133 pounds. He's like, well, like, when are you going to stop or not stop? But like, and he asked a really good question because Natalie asked the same thing. I said, our body knows what weight it's supposed to be. Um, I'm just going to keep doing whatever I'm doing and eventually my body will stop losing weight someday. I'm going to keep eating the same thing, keep doing the same thing and eventually my body will just stop and I don't know whether that's at 133 pounds or 128 pounds. I don't know. I mean, it's, um, and I, I'm not, don't feel like skinny or anything like that. I still feel great. I'm just, it's the more I lose weight, the more muscle shows up. It's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, it's just to me, healthy eating, um, is 
that really, right? It's just, it's the focus. I, I don't get into, I've, I've done keto, I've done paleo, I've done, um, I haven't done vegan, but I've done vegetarian, I've done all these different diets. I don't, I just focus on the high level and I don't count calories, but just a general understanding of if I feel like I've eaten a lot of calories, I try and slow down. Uh, that's why I got into fasting to try and limit calories. That's what I, it's just, I limit the window in which I eat calories and I try and eat good ones. Um, that's how I define healthy living for me on the, um, e- on the eating side, on the exercising. Uh, again, I look at, uh, I have to go back to my boy, Tom Brady here. I read his book and it was a game changer for me too two things. First one was, I thought I drank a lot of water, but nothing compared to what he does. So it really increased the amount of water I drank. Uh, It's like people want to do all these detoxes. The easiest, simplest detox is just to drink water and just continue to pee it all out every single day. Um, But the other thing too was just the the general idea of uh, muscle is sexy, but it's really not necessarily good for you. And I'm not going to get down this road. I don't have a certification in physical fitness or personal trainer. I'm Muscle's great. I mean, I definitely have muscle on me, but my goals are not, for me, I define success in the exercising world as not building muscle in terms of, I'm not trying to bulk up. I'm not trying to have a bunch of muscle on all this stuff. I mean, I, I get the pliability. He stuff, the stuff that the stuff he teaches on pliability is absolutely amazing. And, uh, for me, it, uh, I've, I've been, when I got into that and I started really getting into the foam roller and the stretching, uh, coupled with a good diet, I was, I had done CrossFit for six months before, and I was in great, great, great shape in CrossFit. I just fucking beat the hell out of my body and almost had to go and almost couldn't move my arms by the end of it. But um, perhaps I was doing it wrong, uh, and I'm sure that was part of it. But um, when I got into just working out body weight stuff a couple times a week, and I got into just doing the rolls, uh, rolling out, and really fo- focusing on the stretching, I was from a looking at me cut standpoint like muscle cut standpoint the best shape of my life and that's kind of where i'm back to now uh, i do a lot more and i'll talk about the action in a second but to me that's it i just want to be fit um tom brady's not an, an anomaly at his age operating at the, at the place he does i mean it's not like what the idea of just focusing on i think like a good balance of like exercising for what your body needs. I think that's so important is like exercising for what you do, right? If you're um, going to run a marathon, you probably need to be running a lot, right? But if you're not and you're just looking at and you eat a good diet, then you don't need to work out crazy. You don't need to burn all these calories because you need them really. Like I do notice some days when I do work out harder than others, I get a lot, I can feel myself. I'm like, God, I'm like feel weak. Uh, so it's just, yeah, that's it to me. It's just being fit, really. I mean, and I, I think you guys can make sense of that, but I'm not fit to me. Success and in, in, for for me, success is I want to be fit. I want to look cut, but I don't. Um, I don't want to build excess muscle that's going to eventually turn into fat because I'm not going to be able to maintain it forever. I don't want to be um, an incredible distance runner or anything like that. I just want to be fit and I want to be uh, healthy. So I, I guess those def. I mean, th- those definitions are what they are. Uh, why I care about this? This one's pretty simple, but somewhere along the line, once I read uh, that Never Be Sick Again, that's a great book, by the way. I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, you'll have to remind me if, if, if you're interested. It's an incredible book, but uh, one of the things he got me on is I want to live forever. And I know that's probably not feasible, although it's funny because I typed in live forever on a Google search today, and they say if you live till 2050, which I think I got that one nailed down, um, that, <laughs> that, you'll, that there's going to be enough science there that you could actually live forever. Like they can change out your body parts and all this shit. I don't know if I want to do that, but uh, I might let go with a nice 
Nice rack, you know? That might be inappropriate. Um, but I am super interested in that. Like, I really do want to live uh, in a long life. Like, I want to be like 75, 80 years old and people are like, you look like you're 40. And I'll talk about some of the actions around that and some of the things I've done for that reason. But like, that really is important to me. I want to live a, I, I don't like, I want to live a long, healthy life. Uh, and I want to have control over like, like I, I definitely go see a doctor once a year, but I, I, tr- I try and understand my own blood work. I track my own blood work. Um, I, s- still do suffer with constipation sometimes. That's a funny conversation with my wife. I, I definitely still do struggle with that sometimes, but I've gotten so much better at it because I've done so much research. Like we can fix ourselves. So I guess that's another definition of healthy living is just the ability to like, we have so much control over our body and making ourselves healthy and eating the right food and all that stuff. And I am a big believer in all that stuff. I, I really am. That's a, an, another podcast and that's nothing new to you guys. I'm sure you've all heard about that, but it's the truth. I, I, I subscribe to that 100%. In, uh, Doctors are great. Modern medicine is great, especially if you get hurt and you break an arm or you cut your cut half your arm off. It's great, but in terms of um, living a long life, uh, taking medications and all that stuff, it's just for me. I mean, for some people, they they choose to. Uh, I'm on uh, my uh, what do you call it? Was really high. Uh, high cholesterol runs in my family. So I'm on cholesterol medication now and I'm trying to get off it. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But that's, uh, I, I, in, a, in, a, in a perfect world, I prefer not to. I prefer to just do what I can to take care of myself in whatever way is possible. Okay, so the action here, and I'm just going to kind of label off a list of the things that I do. As I mentioned, uh, I'm big into fasting. I don't eat most days till uh, one o'clock. Uh, sorry, I, I got into it. So now I will have a piece of fruit. The, the, do some research on fruit. Fruit digests very quickly and it digests. Um, so it's best to eat it on its own. So I have like an apple around noon uh, and then I'll have a salad around like two and, um, or some kind of flintstone salad like strawberry. I can't tell you the last time I had something other than a salad for lunch. That is like the sticking point for Natalie and I. Like absolutely positively... Um, I eat a salad every single day for lunch. Every single day. That's just something that I stick to. I, I, when I go through the rest of the things I do, I, it's, I'm by no means like, oh my God, I'm greater. I did this or that. I, we were in Universal Studios. I went ham on uh, desserts. Probably, I had like a Cold Stone and a Voodoo Donut in one night, which is a lot for me because we, we don't do a lot of desserts, certainly unless it's homemade. Uh, yeah, um, we... As I mentioned, we were in Universal Studios and we walked around the park all day Friday to get back to this right place. We didn't eat till like 2.30, which we got up really early. We were pretty hungry, but uh, just to get a salad. So that, that's how important it is to us that we have a salad every single day for lunch. I, I can't even um, imagine eating something heavier than a salad for lunch. It's just, yeah, when I eat something heavy, it just puts me down. On the fasting thing, I'll just revert, for, for, revert back to that. Before I get into fasting, I could not get up in the morning and work out. Um, I'm like, there's no way I can work out with less food in me. And now it's the opposite. There's no way I could get up in the morning and work. I mean, I could, but I would never choose to get up in the morning or, and work out having eaten anything. I mean, I drink a lot of water. Uh, I'll have a cup of decaf coffee in the morning. Sometimes, not as a rule. But uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the, I just that's what I do. And um, I would highly recommend... If you're looking to make change, start with a salad for lunch because I, n- I never get the after lunch crash, the 2 p.m. crash. I, I never get any of that anymore. Never. Ever since I started eating salad, absolutely never. So I would highly recommend that as an easy way to get in the door. For dinner, we, we, we just, uh, we're definitely low carb. I mean, if you're, not low, if, if you're trying to lose weight, I don't know how you do it without low carb. We're definitely high fat, a lot of olive oil in my salads. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can increase protein, but it really, I mean, carbs, sugar, it's not good for you. Um, I'm sure someone can come on here and prove me wrong, but every all the research I've done, everything I've read, if you're eating a lot of carbs, you're not doing yourself you're not doing yourself any favors. So I, I just stick to low carb for the moment. I mean, I definitely do eat carbs, uh, and we definitely we, we eat a decent amount of sweet potato um, on the weekends. Definitely uh, some. Uh, you know, we'll have stuff every now and again. Like I said, I definitely don't stick to like a strict keto diet or anything like that, but I just try and stay low carb. And the, the key for us when we make desserts or when we make food, we just try and do homemade as much as possible. When you do homemade, you're controlling the ingredients and it just makes life so much, so much easier. Uh, on the exercise front, I don't exercise a ton. A couple times a week, I stopped running a couple years ago because I just, again, I want to live forever and I don't want my knees falling out when I'm like 50 or 60. So I don't run. Um, I did get into biking. I'll bike sometimes. I don't bike like a lot. Uh, I did more when I was living in, I haven't biked at all since I've been in Florida. But uh, we got into home, when, when COVID hit, we got, we joined a gym. And then when COVID hit, we got into home workouts. And now I don't think I'll ever work out at a gym ever again. My, my office has a little gym that I'll just do my home workout there sometimes in the morning. But uh, God, what a great thing. I mean, stuff that's available online. Orange Theory Fitness right now has these uh, daily workouts they're awesome 30 minutes 35 minutes and uh it's a great great workout we do core power yoga has some good like yoga sculpt stuff we'll try and do that once a week but i I try and work out twice a week um and i just stretch a lot i do a lot of like stretching routines in the morning um focus on mobility pliability stretching versus like a, a like weightlifting or crossfit i'll do like super super light weights but i just do as much as much body weight as possible and that's it yeah there's not a whole lot here i'm not the guy to talk about in like the exercise realm there's a lot of people that do that a lot better than me and it's just not that much of interest to me if you eat again i was talking to my dad about this like if you eat the right shit that's that's ninety percent of it. I think exercise is such a small thing. People that exercise a ton and probably eat shitty, maybe that's how they make up for it because they're burning extra calories. I prefer to just eat the right stuff and not work out a lot. Uh, but uh, definitely the stretching and all that stuff does does help. And I, I think in general, I would say my biggest mistake coming from someone who's been an athlete most of their life is we don't rest. Most people don't rest enough. I think you know you have like I think working out two two days a week, maybe three, is like probably a lot. I guess everyone's different. This is for me. And I feel like now I like my saboteur comes up, my, uh, my hyperachiever saboteur where it's like, come on, Joe, you need to work out more. You need, and it's like, really the less I work out, as long as it's consistent, if I work out twice a week for two months, I'm probably feeling better and I'm in better shape and I look better than I would if I worked out like four times a week for a month. Cause your body just needs rest. At least mine does. Maybe we're all different. So that's some action on that. I, I, like I said, I don't have like I don't think um uh, oh on the f- on the healthy eating thing I missed over this uh, I talked about eating real food read food labels it's unbelievable that people don't do that something that uh, I was telling Natalie a lot about and not just like oh how much sugar is in here read the ingredients it's so tr- and this is like you've heard this a thousand times if you can't pronounce it on the it's on the back of a fucking food ingredient uh, ingredient then you probably shouldn't buy it or at least you should be googling it but it's just amazing how how deceptive these companies are like putting stuff in that you you say you think is healthy. And uh, once you start to learn to read the back, like it's funny, like someone says, oh, look at this, this is healthy. The first thing you do is you just flip it over and look at the, and sometimes it is, but it's just amazing that I've learned that now. Like, I, I just hope that if you don't do that, that you start doing that because of this, because it's, it's just a game changer. Like once you can learn to read ingredients, you just know what you're putting in your body and it's just, speak, at least for me, it becomes an easier decision. Like in not, again, not to say that I don't sometimes put shit in my body, but uh, at least I do it willingly. <laughs> 
and I and I and I hope you start to as well. I hope you enjoyed today. Just a little kind of rant. Uh, really, really hope you hope you. I mean, the physical fitness stuff. I just think that's useful. I've gotten some compliments lately. Um, it's mainly been dudes, which is kind of weird. Uh, but I guess I have some good friends. Uh, but yeah. Um, but the the mental fitness is exciting. There's there's a lot more to come on that, and that's that's the game changer. That's certainly the game changer for me. Hope you guys have a great day and. Uh, Talk to you soon. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the episode today. Thanks for tuning in. If you're enjoying this podcast, specifically some of the more actionable components of the advice I give on here, I wanted to make you aware of a weekly email that I've started sending out. It goes out Friday mornings. It's called Joe Chick's Weekly Tip, and it is just that. It's a weekly tip, short, quick, actionable, and a great way to just start your weekend off on the right foot. You can subscribe anywhere on my website. There's a bunch of different areas, or you can go to joechiccarelli.com forward slash subscribe, and you can sign up. Look forward to hearing from you guys soon.